0: So welcome everyone, thanks for tuning in this uh,
1: historical moment, our first base, is first space. I'm your host Michael, freshly recruited by Rafael and his team uh, as their new community and social media manager. So Oasis is a company aiming to build the best NFT platform out there, but I'll let Rafael explain a little bit more uh, in a second. So tonight we'll talk about Web3 in general, uh, we'll talk about NFT gaming nft Rentals, Guilds, Media, and much, much more. Uh, let me introduce you to my co-host Rafael, who's joined uh, as his
2: play-to-earn account. Rafael, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Thank you, uh, Mike, for organizing this. Thank you, everyone, for for coming. Uh, well, I know a bit, uh MechaChain and Blackpool and uh, and other, and other team members. So, uh, other future partners. Uh, let's hope. So, thank you, everyone, for coming.
1: Yeah, so we're uh, joined by Blackpool, Web3 Investment Fund, and Guild. Uh, Megachain or Metachain, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but we'll Me- talk about mecha it Megachain, yeah. yeah Megachain, okay. Chain. Uh, a plane to earn Web3 game, and then we have NFT Evening providing you with all the latest news in Web3. Raphael, just introduce yourself a little bit for those who don't know you yet.
2: Yeah, sure, so... I'm an entrepreneur since seven years I created the first web 2 company of, of user acquisition uh, doing around 25 million dollar a year of turnover uh, last year I decided to to join the the madness of, uh, of uh, nft gaming and, and crypto in general uh, started buying few nfts across several games to to sponsor players uh, quickly realized that the infrastructure to rent NFT was a bit... Uh, uh was not really there uh, and so we decided I decided to create uh, Oasis, which is uh, a new infrastructure that is a decentralized renting platform that is super easy to integrate uh, uh, with games. Uh, basically they don't have anything to do and we can create their, this platform for for them uh, at no cost. Um, so that's what we are doing here at Oasis.
1: Basically, you already answered my second question, like what the so solve Um So let's keep that one. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but what
2: what what do I see is solve? Sort of? Look, it's uh, it's very easy. It's, you have you have the owner problem, which is and, and maybe Blackpool can can relate to that, but it, which is managing NFTs and player across several game, and and this can be operationally heavy, and it costs money and and it costs time uh, to everybody. Uh, the user experience for players that rent an NFT uh, for now is a bit uh, is not to the level that it should be. Meaning that a player needs to go on a Discord and apply on the Discord to to get a, a, what we call a scholarship. Uh, so with Oasis, we want to solve that and, and provide a good user experience uh, for, for for players uh, and for games. Like I said, uh, it's a big infrastructure for them to to develop it comes on top of uh, many other things that they have to do to to create a good game uh, so we are we're solving also this this problem uh, for them
1: and at, at what stage is Oasis right now can you share something with us what's behind the scenes what we have in store
2: for the next couple of weeks yeah so Oasis is a is a live product now so it's a, it's working and it's currently uh, being tested uh, a bit uh, I- internally uh, on one game. Our first game is, is Comis. It's, it's a French game uh, that is uh, actually a French game studio almost or infrastructure provider for many games. Uh, and so we are we're testing our solution. So far, everything looks, uh, looks great. And we look forward to, to onboard uh, our first owner. Uh, I think uh, Blackpool uh, is, uh, is next in line to, to try uh, this solution uh, with us.
1: All right, it's really cool that uh, we have our first game live now. Um, tell us a little bit about the future. Where do you see Oasis in, let's say, two years' time? Because two years is 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 a, is a lifetime in in Web three right now.
2: Yeah, two years is a is a lifetime, but uh, I can I can do that. Uh, so basically, our, our next six months goal is uh, is very simple. We want to onboard uh, five to ten games. Uh, manually so far we want to we want to ourselves integrate uh, manually uh, games in our backend uh, we want to create a platform where games can integrate themselves uh, and to scale to many many games so it's just that uh, if you take into consideration that last year alone there is 20000 new games that join on steam uh, meaning that probably if you have a renting platform or any platform for game, and you need to do manually the integration on your end, it's not going to scale very much, or well, it's not going to scale to to this level. So, we want to create a scalable platform this year, and we want to be the go to platform for everything related to to gaming asset uh, management uh, in the very near future.
1: All right, very exciting. I'm happy uh, personally, happy to be a part of it all. Looking forward to the next month. Um, we are also joined by William. Just uh, William, you have to accept my request to speak, I think. Just a second.
3: Yeah, C- can you hear me?
1: Yes, uh, okay, now great. we can hear you. Hi, everyone. How are you, William? I'm hey. good, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> So William is our product owner at Oasis. Um, William, why did you join Oasis and what drives you every day to work hard? What keeps you excited? Did you just get excited from uh, Raphael about it? <laughs>
3: yeah, well, actually, uh, actually, Raphael started to, to explain me uh, this whole uh, idea um, in uh, October last year. And, uh, and I, I've, been, I've been around in the blockchain ecosystem for quite some time already, since 2016, 17. Uh, I was working previously at IBM as a blockchain consultant. So I was really a tech lover, as you can say. Um, and uh, when he explained me about the idea, uh, when I understood also, uh, I, w- I was starting to be uh, interesting, interested about the gaming uh, industry and, and blockchain gaming ecosystem. Um, I really like the idea, and um, so I really, I really enjoy the 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 fact that he really has, well, Rafael has a vision, and and it's really helpful to work with someone uh, with a CEO who has a vision and who who knows and who is really, uh, he he knows where he wants to go and he knows what's going to be the gaming industry in the blockchain ecosystem, and I think this is really important for the for the whole team, and and I joined the adventure. Oh wow. yeah. Yeah, some you. nice yeah.
1: words there for uh, Rafael. No, no,
3: but that's that's really important because we we actually that's what we focus on on Oasis. We know where we want to go. We know how we want to revolutionize this whole industry, and we want to do it good uh, with 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 a good tech. Um, so yeah, this is also a this is what what's driving me as as well every day. Yeah, very inspirational. So so, what does a a usual day at the job look like for you? Uh, as a product owner, a lot of discussion with uh, with our engineering team, uh, actually, uh, especially because uh, uh, working in the Web three industry and uh, building in Web three, um, it it involves a lot of uh, a lot of technical aspect, especially in the solution that we are building as well, because we want to build something trustless and something uh, sustainable in the long run. Um, so it's it's a lot of call a lot of discussion uh, a lot of meetings on how should we and a lot of iteration the the thing is that we really want to involve also the engineering team and the whole team in the in the vision of the product so that everyone is in line um so yeah it's a lot of meeting with the engineering team and also with uh, with uh, with rafael uh because uh, there were a lot of ideas popping up in the, in his mind and in the mind of the whole team so uh the, the the goal is also to prioritize correctly uh, what we want to do. Yeah,
1: so you are in touch with almost everyone in the company, like engineering, marketing, founder. Yes, indeed, right. indeed. So what are you, you looking most forward to? We asked Rafael, what's his vision for like Oasis in two years? Let's put it a little bit shorter term for you. Like, What releases are you most looking forward to this year? Um, this year, uh, I'm really looking
3: forward for, I think, having players uh, first. Uh, so that having uh, users who are, when, who, when they want to try a game, when they want to play a game, they are thinking, okay, I can do that easily uh, and for free with Oasis. So that Oasis pops up in their mind whenever they want to play a game and that if the game is not uh, on Oasis yet, that they're actually pushing for it so saying okay uh, if it was on oasis we could do this we could do that so it's really user uh focus um and uh and and of course the same thing for the owners i mean because uh, we have two kinds of users we have the players and they are the people who wants to actually manage their nfts and, and rent out their nfts easily so that they, they think okay oasis is, is stressless, oasis it's easy um, it solves a real problem, and it's uh, user-focused. So, if we want to do a renting plat, if we want to rent our assets, let's go to Oasis. And then I think that when you focus on the users, naturally the game will come into place and say, okay, these, these guys are focusing on our
1: users ultimately, so the product makes sense. Yes, I love how the how the users are are central here, and I also love uh, the. You can just, from the sounds of it, you can hear how ambitious, but also how passionate you are about this. Uh, I know that uh, CEOs are always passionate and very ambitious, but you you sound just like him. Well, you have to when you work in Web3, I think.
3: It's important. It, that's right.
1: Thanks, Velja. Yeah, that. thank you. So, next up, we have uh, Mechachain. So tell us a little bit more about your game, what makes it stand out from the others, and um, yeah, the only thing that I know right now about the game is that it's uh, 2,219, the year is 2,219, so tell us a little bit more about the game. So just to introduce myself, uh, at
4: first, um, Mecha Chain is uh, Eternal Horizon, so we are uh, uh, a gaming, uh, gaming Web 3 Studio. So we, our first uh, game is uh, Mechachain. It's a C- 6v6 TPS, so third-person shooter on mobile. Uh, when we started Mechachain, we, uh, we started to uh, look at all the different uh, projects out there. It was a year and a half ago, almost two years. And uh, every single game was lame and not enjoyable. I am a gamer since I am four years old. Uh, shooting ducks on the on the tv with the nest and uh, when I started to play these games I was like so it, it, it was really not enjoyable it was just only earning part and not the fun so with my uh, my co-worker and uh, associate what we created we wanted to to put um, a real game uh, and uh, and make sure that the gamers are centric in our on our game, so they enjoy to play first. Then after, the earning part will be a will be a, a reward, you know. So what we started to uh, to um, to do is create a whole universe, and then after um, we all we had this whole idea of creating a high-end uh, product. Uh, so with uh, good quality, uh, like at least a double A game, uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's, um, it's hard to compete with all these beautiful games like Call of Duties or Fortnite because they've got so much, mo- much more money. So we, we, st- we say, okay, so mobile, it's going to be on mobile. So there is less expectation from the gamers, but still we want uh, like a, a good quality game on Unity. So yeah we we uh, have like uh, already um, achieved a lot from from uh, 2 years ago we have like a sli- um, vertical slice that is ready I, I have like already played mecha chain couple of times with my workmates so so we are pretty happy with uh, with the result already and there is uh, still a year ahead of the the um, normal release but before it's going to be alpha and beta uh, this year um, yeah, it's um, it's a project that is um, it's it's yeah. I, I I always say it's like a dragon with four heads, and you have to direct all this team uh, all together to make the best uh, uh, project. But uh, yeah, we we're pretty happy with already what what uh, what's in, um, in 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 place, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw the I saw the demo. It looks uh, it looks quite cool already.
1: First of yeah. all I, I wanted to say I completely agree with the the play to earn part uh, what we've seen in the last two years, the quality on them was so bad like and the focus was too much on the money um, We have to start focusing more on the quality, so I love that you're doing that, but of course, quality takes time so um, yeah you know that you're still very early like. Can you tell us a little bit more about the team and when, for example, you plan to go public or how, how many are you, how did you raise funds and stuff like this?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to add as well the the fact that uh, what we want as well is that um, right now, you know, it's quite complicated uh, uh, to uh, to get in board uh, like people from Web2 because you need like a wallet, you need to connect it, you need a, a whole system that uh, is frictionless for for, for people that uh, that are coming from Web2 and don't know about uh, crypto and NFTs. So what we created uh, for MechaChain is a, a free to play, play and earn. And we have a crafting system That is, uh, for for me, uh, it's unique. Uh, We never saw that before. We have like six uh, people that work uh, on uh, this uh, economic part of the game. So it's going to be non-NFTs first. So the free-to-play, anyone will be able to play it. So it's going to be a normal game. And uh, when, they want to, when the people will grind the game, they will play it a lot. They will be able to upgrade their weapons. And at some point, when they reach the, the um, level of rarity uh, rare, it's, uh, it's going to turn their non-NFTs into NFTs. And, uh, and uh, so that's going to switch them from non- so free to play to play and earn and uh by 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 doing that we will be able to uh, like um, get on board so much people and they will start to enjoy the game and then after uh, the journey of a gamer like uh, you want to grind for a better um a better uh, weapon a better uh, like a shoulder or head or other things and even as well in the the tournaments and all this uh, rank, ranking system, you you know, you start silver, you want to be gold or platinum or diamond. Or... So we have all this system uh, in place in mecha chain. So the, the gamers got uh, challenged and uh, we have uh, as well um, like a strategy. Uh, it's pretty strategic. So we have the different uh, mechas as well. That, that fight each other in the arena and so they, they will be tanks, uh, gunners, uh, executioners and engineers. So they will have a different uh, role to play. So we, we will be able to have a, a kind of competitive um, aspect. So we want in the future have um, a game that is uh, streamed and people enjoy to uh, create strategy, take uh, different weapons uh, to you know. So there is a, a goal to to uh, fight, but as well to collect our uh, cryptocurrency, which is called Mechanium. So it's in our uh, universe. It's uh, the the. Powering source of the mechas and the cities. So it's very important in the story of mecha chain. the mecanium, say so it's it's um, allowed the, the mecha The mecha's to uh, move and uh, go uh, on X ex- and explore all the other planets so yeah, we are 35 right now we're working on this project. There is a, a couple of other partnerships around uh, we have a um, machination that is creating the the whole um economy in game we have a partnership with uh, as well um uh, Kevuru uh, they, they are like, um they are creating the game with us uh, we have the lead uh, in our team with a couple of people okay, people and um the director artistic as well so so um, yeah it's uh we, we have a, a strong team. Right now, um, I think the slice, the vertical slice will be released uh, uh, beginning of March. Then after, it's going to be alpha in around July. Uh, yeah, July, I will say. Then beta in uh, September and release of the game, uh, it will be January 2024.
1: 35 people it's already quite good, so we can expect some good releases uh, soon. So the how many? How can people apply for the beta, for example? Because some of some people are playing, right? Or no no, no, no one is playing. It's just right now. No, right now it's just the team. So we
4: are like uh, playing uh,
1: against each other to
4: see. Uh, it's it's not it's not uh, yet uh, it's not gonna be a a playable uh, like, um, demo, but it's going to be some people from the community will be able to uh, test it uh, before others. So we will select them uh, just to, to try it out and make sure that uh, we have uh, like more data and stuff. But uh, no, it's, it's that, I am. Um, yeah, I lose two games against uh, Roman, the the, the other CEO. The other day, I was furious as well. I didn't choose the right um, right uh, weapons. Uh, you have to choose the right weapons because there is some they they will be attacking from uh, like far away, and others they will be. Uh, if you are at the CAC, uh, you will be able to destroy your your opponent very quickly.
1: Is it already defined, uh, like, the, the difference between the free-to-play players and the invested players? Like, what's the difference going to be? Like, is it with boosted rewards, or are they stronger? Or...
4: So, so there is a kind of, uh, so, basically, when you start uh, with the free-to-play, it's going to be different leagues. And uh, you can't, uh, you won't be able to play uh, with uh, higher leagues because uh, of the, otherwise it will be, uh, for example, first league is going to be uh, 500 points. Uh, the second league is going to be uh, 1,000 points of power. So, so um, it's a kind of when, when you got NFTs, you will have more power than the non-NFTs. But at some point when you are at the league, uh, the, the best league, uh, it's going to be capped and uh, so every single uh, player will be at the same level and it's going to be only skills, you know. It's not, it's not a, a, a pay to win, but there is a couple of uh, different categories of players. So like people that are in first and two, they will play together and uh, three to four uh, together and four, four to five and six to, to seven
1: yeah that's that's how a good design the game should be designed But if even free to play uh players if they're really skilled they should still be able to beat the invested ones yeah definitely um, so in, in your white paper uh i read you target players uh that have the purchasing powers to buy nfts um is that where oasis will come in like in a uh, next year for example
4: So, so as I say, um, like the the white paper, uh, I have uh, an update uh, coming. So the fact that we change a bit uh, the um, the free to play, play and earn, we will have free free. uh, um, like access to people, then after we will have people that will start to trade the NFTs by uh, upgrading their uh, weapons. It's gonna be a, a certain amount of uh, legendary weapons, uh, epic, uh, epic um, weapons, and uh, and uh, so so there is different modules as well. There is, there is not just only uh, uh, weapons. There is uh, shoulders as well. You have uh, as well the rear back. Uh, Uh, jetpack and uh, wings, so allowed you to fly into our map and you have a better uh, view on the enemy's team. Uh, You have uh, other um, different modules to uh, equip, for example, the engineer to locate the the pouch of Mechaniums. So, yeah, they they will have... um, It's going to be a bit different uh, than the white paper right now. So it's more like we will have... um, all the trading and uh the yeah exactly yes it's it's gonna be just a bit different that uh what you saw on the
1: the the white paper yeah of okay. course uh, it's web three things change constantly and uh, the white paper also has to be up to date uh Usually, com- they're never up to date when you check out games. <laughs> because yeah,
4: it's, it's no, so it's, we is so fast. I was doing it uh, today, actually. I was on it, and uh, it's going to be released in a couple of, uh, of days, uh, weeks, um, to make sure that we have like French and English, uh, so everyone uh, understands uh, the, the different uh, updates.
1: All right. Thank you for coming up. I really appreciate it. So next up is Blackpool. Uh, Welcome to Blackpool.
0: Hello, guys. Thank you for the invitation. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: Good, good. Uh, Let's get started. So tell us a little bit more about Blackpool.
0: Yes. So uh, I'm free, by the way. Um, I'm part of the core team of Blackpool Finance, and uh, I lead the marketing department there. Um, What can I tell you about Blackpool? So basically, we're a quantitative NFT fund. Um, And what we do is that we invest, manage, and play in the NFTs market. Um, We manage a lot of different digital assets. Um, Could be sports cards, could be metaverse lands, could be in-game items. And um, the objective basically is to um, democratize yield across the people that uh, hold our token BPT. um, And in that way, provide um, a return to them.
1: So Blackpool is, is, if I'm correct, both an investment fund and a guild, right?
0: Um, Yes, although we have moved a bit away from kind of like um, calling ourselves a a guild. Um, I I guess one of the, uh, you guys already spoke about it uh, briefly, you know, like the whole play to earn. You know, it became apparent that it wasn't really sustainable, Um, And that, um, yeah, like as as an ecosystem, we're moving more towards um, games that people actually want to play, games that have better economies as such. And that's also how we are kind of positioning ourselves. So we have a gaming arm um, and um, within that gaming arm, we just try to have uh, skillful players and we try to compete at the highest level um, instead of having a lot of um, um, players being average, so to say, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes re- really sense. So which games are you uh, most competitive in right now?
0: So, the like, our top verticals are uh, Sorar, the, the fantasy football game and Immortal. Um, we are a leader on Sorar. Um, it's, um, I mean... It's a fantasy football game that also has um, an MLB and an NBA division. They opened that last year. Um, and we have two um, esports uh, managers or, or managers, so to say, fantasy football managers that kind of like uh, manage and play the cards um, for us. And um, if you look at... our our previous year, I think we've won about 850 in prizes just by playing the game. So uh, I could definitely say that, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing pretty well on that front. Um, Like we've also started like investing and playing a little bit on the, the the two new sports that, um, that Sora has, has partnered with NBA and MLB um, and trying to compete there at the highest level as well. Um, And, yeah, I guess our mission there is to kind of like scale um, the share of Sorare within our holdings within our portfolio as 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 the game skills itself. Like we expect them to add more sports as they go, and uh, for us to compete in that uh, that as well. Um, and then there's Immortal, which is a chess platform uh, that is powered by blockchain. Um it's it's still emerging, so it's a little bit smaller than uh, than than um Sorare. Um but also on there we're we're doing pretty good. Like um like we're you could find us like in the top ten almost every week, like topping the leaderboards of their like standard leaderboard, but also their IP leaderboard. Uh we have about ten players, we manage about seventy ETH roughly. So, um, yeah, those are our two biggest verticals. And those are also the verticals where I would say that we are kind of leading, leading the charge.
1: All right. And where are your, the most of your players uh, located? Are, are they European uh, players or Asian players?
0: Uh, on Sorare, uh, it's, it's uh, two Europeans. Yeah, um I don't know if the UK is considered Europe <laughs> anymore, but yeah, it's definitely like uh uh in Europe. And then on Immortal we have players from Eastern Europe but also a Russian area um and also southern southern Europe. So um currently we don't have any um like um Asian players uh playing for us.
1: And uh, tell us about uh, the future plans of Blackpool, like because the space is evolving so fast. Like every month, you have to change your tactics. Like, what are your plans uh, right now?
0: Um, yeah. So, so as I said in the beginning, we're we're an NFT fund, right? So we're currently kind of like developing our gaming vertical, which means that we're trying to grow and scale the two verticals that we have, Sorar and uh, and Immortal. But we're also carefully selecting. Um, new games that we want to participate in. So um, we have the lab, which is kind of like an arm of uh, of Blackpool that um, does all the research for us and sees if there are games that we should um, get involved in. So I think one of the things that we're trying to do is kind of like grow that gaming vertical, but um, in that in in a broader sense, like we like the NFT market in general. So in the future, um, we could also see ourselves um, getting involved in maybe IP um, related to NFTs. It could be real estate, because I mean, I think there's also kind of like a new narrative emerging around uh, real yields and reward assets. Um, could be art. Um, we're keeping a close eye on the NFT-fi space. Um, you know, like, I mean, I think it's crazy if you think about the fact that right now you could um lend against you know like your nft you know which which is something that that you know would wouldn't have been imaginable i think a few years ago i mean we even see now perpetual dexes on on nfts where you can kind of take directional trades so um yeah i think that yeah in conclusion um we're we're looking to grow our gaming vertical but we're also looking into other verticals that uh, that use nfts as a, as their utility
1: Yeah, we, we never know what the future brings in this case.
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: are you and your players, of course, uh, looking forward to our platform, for example? Like, How badly do you need a good platform for this? Uh,
0: we are. I mean, we definitely think that what Oasis is building is brilliant. Um, like from our side, we're trying to focus on investing and playing, and like it would be amazing if we can leave kind of like the logistics to another party, like uh, like Oasis. Um, I think that as our assets under management grow, um, it would be a great way to automate renting um, on the verticals that would require this. We could see that happening on Immortal, you know, as that as we as we retain more chess players. Um, and having like a platform like um, Oasis helping us with that, um, and I think that as with anything, um, it, like you need good rails to push an industry or sector, you know, to to push an industry forward, and I think that that's what Oasis is building to the infrastructure to make it easier for the next um, wave of, of game enthusiasts enthusiasts to, to, on, to onboard the space and and make make. Um, the experience uh, a little bit more frictionless
1: yeah i also <laughs> think that uh, we're here on the on the right time because there will be so many games coming out in the next few years and also finally quality blockchain games uh, so i think we're here at the the right time
0: yeah yeah for sure for sure we're we're on our side we're really excited about yeah, what, what, what's, what's gonna, going to happen in this space. And yes, it's bear market, but there's a lot of uh, good projects that are building interesting things. So uh, we're keeping a close eye on that. And Oasis is one of them, obviously.
1: Yeah, bear market is perfect for building.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming yeah, up. You're welcome. Uh, our last guest is uh, NFT Evening. Let's welcome him.
5: hey oasis how's it going
1: can you hear me great great yes audio is good how are you
5: i'm good thank you so much for having us
1: so nft evening Um, on twitter your advertise is the best newsletter for nft metaphors and blockchain games tell us a bit more uh, what you guys do what the platform about and of course why should people subscribe uh, to your
5: Newsletter, yeah, sure. Um, so NFT Evening, we consider ourselves the leading NFT-focused website. We have been reaching 1.2 million views monthly since we started back in 2021, like towards the end of 2021, uh, 100% organically in terms of websites, newsletters, uh, subscriptions. So that's like a huge focus that we've had since the very beginning, uh, trying to make sure that our growth is organic um, and trying to make sure that we do attract uh you know, NFT degens into the space and into our newsletter. Uh, We cover news, we cover NFT news for the whole ecosystem, whether it's digital art, gaming, collectibles, music, you name it, we're there, or at least we try to be there, because I'm sure as you guys know, the space is changing so fast, so sometimes it's hard to keep up. But we eventually end up releasing something, uh, if we consider it relevant, or if our, our writers consider it worth mentioning. And our goal at NFT Evening is to create fun and accessible content while building one single place to accompany an investor, artist, or even NFT enthusiast under NFT Journey. Um, and this is something that uh, we, once again, we do really try to focus on making it fun, making it accessible, uh, covering everything, not just, you know, like the typical news that you're going to find on Cointelegraph or, any other like big crypto site that's going to cover any other big name that has recently entered the space, but also covering a little bit of you know what's going on in Twitter, what builders are doing, what project founders are working on um, projects, uh, and how how they're growing, how their growth is going, what utility they're bringing into the space, and all of that. So I do believe uh, our newsletter offers a very personalized perspective. In terms of you know informing the community, uh, but not just from like a newspaper, like very official point of view, but rather from like a more personalized and and fun way, I would say.
1: Yeah, it's very cool stuff. It's also all very necessary in this space. Like for people, it's it's impossible for people to give up. Like even if you're 100% in Web3, it's still hard. It's like imagine if you're doing a day-to-day job. And then you need to keep up with everything inside the space and you, you have to oh. follow a couple of newsletters.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Um, you know, you just mentioned that obviously you have to follow a couple more newsletters. We do hope that it's none of our competitors. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely necessary. Like, everybody is doing it nowadays, especially because, like I said, like, because we're just covering NFTs, blockchain games, and metaverse news. Um, oh, they say like, oh, well, this is just like a very small niche and you don't really have that much to cover. And I'm like, well, you'd be surprised, especially if sometimes we do end up covering a little bit of like the NFT drama that's going on. Um, and we do that, by the way, we do that not 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 only for the fun, because we do, we do enjoy a good laugh from now on, but um, we also do it because we think it that a lot of the alpha, as I'm sure that most of you guys already know, a lot of the alpha that we get uh, in this industry comes directly from Twitter, right? And a bunch of newsletters from our point of view don't really cover that. And they they either don't consider that important because maybe it's too informal or not proper for them to share. Whereas for us, it's like, look, like if we're gonna be 100% decentralized and 100% open, we have to make sure that people know exactly what's going on, twenty four seven, or at least that's what we try to do.
1: And is this the project that you just started, like out of love, as a side thing, or uh, did, did you guys manage to make a decent revenue on it, or how's the status right now?
5: Yeah, thank you. That's a that's a great question because we actually get that asked a lot. Um, so our founder, our co-founder, is Theo. Uh, and he started this because he noticed that he you know, like he he had been in the crypto space back then and he said that he kind of like missed the initial wave at the very beginning as I'm sure it happened to many of us in this space, or maybe not. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> but um, but when yeah, NFTs nuts. came nuts. into place <laughs> thank you, thank you, Rafael. But when NFTs came into place it was it was like double or triple the information that you actually had to go through, right? Because if you, at least from my personal experience, what I always try to say is, if you miss the crypto wave and you want to get into NFTs, you're screwed. Like the first two months, I would say, you're sort of screwed because you're gonna be spending, like if you wanna do this all in, right? And, and at least that's the way I do things. For two months, I was like not doing anything. I was just reading and trying to keep up with like all of these projects and all of these different ideas and different utilities that were coming up. And that's when I found uh, the newsletter. So, so Theo's initial idea was trying to keep up with all the information that was coming uh, into the space every single day Every single hour, I would dare to say, because I do remember that back in the golden days, that's pretty much how it was, right? Azuki, one thing, and then the Apes, another thing, and then Yuga comes in another thing, and then we had CryptoPunks, and then we had all these different collections popping up out of nowhere. So his main goal at the very beginning was to try to make NFTs accessible for everyone and to try to provide a space where you could get Maybe not all, but at least most of the relevant information related to the space in one single place. So that's how it started, um, of course. But eventually, you know, like the community really loved it. Uh, they, we, we got some really great feedback from the community and all of them uh, really enjoyed it. Like I said, we try to make it fun. We try to make it unique. We try to make it different. And we started getting tons of positive feedback. So that's when we started realizing, like, okay, well, this is something that at least can help us survive during bearish times. And here we are. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, it's been a fun ride since then.
1: Yeah, you, you mentioned some uh, sometimes things are just popping up everywhere. Like, you can't keep up with all the news. Like how, how do you determine which project gets featured in an article? Because there's just so much to write about
5: yeah sure so so, the editors that we have, and this this is a great question as well. Thank you so much for asking it because sometimes it's not it's not clear out there so so, just so that everybody knows like n f t evening is obviously uh a business as well, I mean, we do have writers and we have to pay them, and they have to read something right? It's not something that they're gonna be doing for free the rest of their life, although I'm pretty sure some of them might be willing to do it
1: Yeah, that's but, like, uh, yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, um, but yeah, so when it comes to like choosing the content that we're going to be covering, we have, at least we think we have chosen a great set of professionals who know how to identify the trends and how to identify those projects that are worth covering based on their previous experience. So like I said, at least in my case, I'm a community manager. I'm a social media builder. So in my case, I didn't necessarily need to have that huge technical experience in terms of like writing, right? But our editors and most of our editors have been in the space at least for three years. They understand the technology. They understand the possibilities. And so uh, we divide them into different sections and then depending on the news that they want to cover, that's how it gets published. We have uh, a whole content team that you can find in our website all of those writers. They have weekly meetups. They discuss which articles are worth covering, which articles are not, um, which projects seem like they're going to be here for the long term, which is a very specific criteria that we try to set at NFT Evening. You know, We try the best we can to avoid covering projects that are probably going to disappear in like two or three months or, four, or, or even four months. Um, that is something that we do try to put uh, the majority of our effort in mainly because like like we said like if you're gonna once you cover a project and at least like we're proud of saying this because a bunch of projects have told us this once you cover a project and NFT Evening publishes an article about this project it's like you're giving it social proof right and it's like you're telling the community this is a project that's worth looking at um, and if it's not or if it's a sponsored article which is something that we obviously do um we tell the community and we let them know. And we automatically tell them, look, this is a sponsored article, but still it's a project that's willing to invest in the space. It's willing to invest its funds into this type of marketing and, and you know, how to reach out different types of communities. So yeah, I guess like those are a couple of the decision, decisions that we have to make on a daily basis.
1: So yeah, you you, you take the responsibility for all the things that you post there. You just don't uh, shield some projects that uh pay you a good amount of money so it's uh, it's good that you take this responsibility um but when you, yeah, when and... you do your research uh, what kind of uh, questions you ask a project because you know there are all kinds of rocks out there but they're smooth talkers and they will just uh, yeah make you believe whatever they want
5: yeah absolutely Th- this is a great question actually um i, I like this question because I'm the one who usually has to ask these questions to the project founders. And um, like I said, like I've been, I've been in this space for like a year and a half already. So uh, I, do, I, do, I do take responsibility of the questions that I ask. So I guess like at the very beginning, it's, it's always going to be like the very basic questions, you know, like tell me a little bit more about your background, tell me a little bit more about how long you've been in this space, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing and and how you think you can can grow the space. But then eventually it comes down to, I would say like four or five questions that I always ask a project founder. And that is, what are you doing that differentiates your project from other NFT projects? This might sound like a simple question, but at the same time, believe it or not, it's sometimes really hard for project founders to be able to answer um, mainly because they're like, oh, okay, well, we just did another JPEG project. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> but then, then you're screwed. Then you're not differentiating your project, right? Um, that's, I would say, like, that's one of the key questions that I usually ask. Other questions that I also like to ask, um, for example, right now that we're in a bear market, uh, I always go, what, what is the team doing or like, what is the founder doing to avoid creating unfavorable market conditions? And this question is extremely important because it tries to cover what we call instant flippers in the space, right? And those traders that are just going to be doing, you know, like minting your project and then trying to sell it as soon as possible. Um, If as a founder, in my opinion, you're able to answer this question, once again, avoiding how to avoid creating unfavorable market conditions, then I think that you can earn the trust of the community because this is exactly what, what, you know like investors and like or or nft collectors or community members want to understand um when they come to these amas or when they read one of these one of the pieces or, or or one of the guides that we do on the projects um i'm gonna i'm gonna give you one more and i guess this one is like a really good question that i also like to ask because it it, it really tells you if a project has a roadmap or not um and so number three is where do you see your project two years from now and how does your project align with that right i'm sorry it was where do you see nfts two years from now and how does your project align with that and so i think that this question it's a it has two parts right and once again it, it asks about nfts in two years and what is going to happen in two years and it it really it really exposes the founders in terms of like okay well I'm really going to see if they understand the NFT space and I'm really going to see if what they say resonates with what I'm thinking about the NFT space as well and where I think it's going, right? And then the second part is how does your project align with that? Um, It's going to tell you, okay, well, the views that the project founder has really, really aligns with where this space is growing or once again, like I said, like this is just a project that's pretty much doing what everybody has already been doing, and it's just trying to get into the hype, and, you know, like where it goes from there. So yeah, thank you, good question.
1: Yeah, this, this last one uh, is very interesting because if they lack the long-term vision in this space, uh, you know that they're not going to succeed. Um, but what, what if I turn around one of these questions back to you? What makes your project stand out from the other newsletters? <laughs>
5: Yeah, they do that too. And they do that too. And that's a <laughs> that's a good question. Um, like I said, at the very beginning, um, I think that the main difference between NFT Evening's newsletter and other newsletters is that you're going to see that we always try to add a personalized touch and we try to cover, once again, not just institutional news, if you want to call it that way, or news that you could easily find in other source. And I'm not saying that those newsletters are bad or that you shouldn't read those newsletters or let alone that you shouldn't subscribe to those newsletters. No, but by all means, go ahead and do that. But our newsletter tries to bring a perspective into the space, a fun perspective, but at the same time trying to be 100% transparent by telling you the truth of what's going on on Twitter and covering a lot of what goes on on Twitter and on other social media platforms as well. This is something that like I said, I haven't had not seen and and if you see it, you're gonna see that it's usually newsletter, they'll just do like a clickbait title and then they're gonna take you into like a video or they're going to take you into like something else that covers that has already been covered and they're going to try to explain it to you or not even try to explain it to you. They're just going to give you like a link that forwards you to another piece. Right. Um, whereas at NFT, even like our newsletter is 100% personalized every single night. It's written by our editor Coco and she's the one who makes sure that when you get that newsletter, when you get that email, at the very either morning, night, or noon, I don't even know, depending on your time zone. Um, but in my case, it's really early in the morning. Um, that you're you're into it, you know, like, like when you're reading it, you're actually having fun. It's just a five minute read. And nowadays, if you think about it in five minutes, it's like an hour of your time. Um, because nowadays, everything is about attention and attention, in my opinion, is the new currency. So so we do try to personalize it a lot, we do try to make it fun, and we do try to make sure that we are as transparent as we can, and we do try to convince you that what we have covered is worth a read.
1: Yeah, I, I really like your approach. Uh, I have one last question for you. Um, do you already have an article on Oasis? And if not, when is your article going to be your first one on us.
5: <laughs> yeah that's a good one uh you would have to email us you can always email us at yolo yolo at nft com. i'm not going to be we able to
2: oh we do We do. yeah we have one we have one you know the teo is a good friend of mine so you know i managed uh, i managed to to have a uh, him covering uh, oasis he also is an investor so i guess uh but uh, he already
1: forgot, so I think it's time for a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we probably.
2: We need to refresh.
5: Yeah. It. When, when, when was it released, Rafael, If you don't mind me asking.
2: Oh no, I don't mind. Uh, uh, probably, if, I don't know, six months ago. Uh, we we pivoted five times since then, so <laughs> it's probably nothing to do with the current project. Yeah. It's time for an update. No,
5: no,
2: no, I'm oh. joking. I'm joking. I, see, I think it's fairly. I think it's fairly accurate. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to see if I if I
5: find it, I will send it to you. I think is it one that says NFT rental for gamers. Why Oasis is bullish in blockchain games? Yes,
2: I think that's the one. But we can do better. Can uh,
5: found it. Found it. Yeah, found it. I was I was not in the team by the time this was released. By the way, because I joined in October. But um, but here you go we've got one piece, but if we can improve it, obviously, do let us know. And, you know, maybe we could, we could partner up and like write a thread about it. And, and we can keep on doing more spaces on a daily basis, if that works with you guys as well. Um, sure. Because we, 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 we do, like I said, we do try to cover as much as we can. And, You know, when it comes to gaming, we have an editor, like I said, we have a a, a brand new blockchain games editor and content manager. So I could ask him to jump in and, and, you know, join the discussion.
2: Amazing. Yeah, it'll be great.
1: All right. I actually had uh, a lot more things prepared still, but we are already uh, doing one hour. So I'll do one final question and uh, anyone who wants can uh, answer this question. So it's clear that we're all very bullish on Web3 in general, um, but I have a question for everyone. Uh, what are they looking most forward to this year and maybe even next year? Um, so I will start myself, and if anyone wants to join, you can raise your hands uh, or just take the mic. So what I'm looking most forward to is for the, the games to come up with cool releases that have the, let's say, the Let's. The Web2 quality, like we mentioned before, the, the play-to-earn quality, it was nothing compared to Web2. Um, but to have this combined with the good tokenomics, with rewards uh, that players uh, get that are sustainable, uh, like the unsustainable models that we have seen in the previous years. So that's, I think, one of the most things I'm looking forward to. I'm not sure if it's going to be already this year. Uh, To have really the quality and also the scope, like the the scale of a game, because we have good games but they're still not that big. Uh, To have this combined with a good tokenomics uh, and a sustainable model, uh, I really look forward to this. Uh, But we'll see when uh, that's going to happen. Quality takes time, of course. Anyone else uh, with an opinion?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be... I'm not going to say it's going to happen in one or two years, but what you said in terms of uh, of economy being sustainable, I think what's, that's what I'm the most bullish in terms of uh, in terms of web three gaming because when you when you think about it, having digital assets now and having the infrastructure that that allow you know secure exchange between people and you know like having this value stored on the blockchain. For me it opened up the potential to create fully open and decentralized economies in, in games universe. Um, and this I don't know to be fair, what is the potential uh, at uh, you know full capacity, but I think it can be I think it can be huge and it can change the life of many people. So this is for me why I'm in Web3 Gaming and why I'm creating oasis is because I want this future to to happen one day. I'm bullish, this future will, will happen one day. Not too sure it's going to be this year or, or the next, but you know we are we are definitely getting there, and and seeing so many talented people moving in the same direction uh, means I think something uh, something uh, big is coming.
1: All right, someone else wants to give their opinion.
5: Yeah, go ahead. So. Um, 100% agree with what both of you guys said. And I guess if, I mean, in terms of gaming, I don't know what you guys think, but something that I'm absolutely bullish about, and I'm pretty sure you guys are as well, is anything that Yuvalabs is going to release this year in terms of the other side metaverse or, you know, uh, any, any sort of gaming, because the Dookie Dash game has been really good. And so this brings me into the other thing that I'm really bullish about, and and that would be mass onboarding. Um, Mainly because I think that we're seriously getting there. We're seriously getting there. I was having a space today uh, with a project called Gen X NFTs and it's trying to appeal to the Gen X, like Generation X, right? Um, Because they were saying that they they felt Gen X has been left out, they felt like not enough uh, like Gen X, people are in the Web3 space and it's been put out there as, you know, like a fun space for millennials or just like a foolish space for centennials and whatnot. But I think the fact that we're starting to see projects that are trying to onboard that generation and doing it in a way that actually resonates with that generation uh, really makes me bullish in the space because it actually tells you that, we're getting closer and closer and closer to mass adoption. Um, I was reading, I was actually reading uh, a piece the other day that said uh, 3% of adults in the U.S. own an NFT, which is not a lot, but then if you do the math, it is. And then 5% of adults in Canada own an NFT, which is really cool. (laughs) Something really interesting. So, so in my case, uh, like I said, like mass adoption at the end of this year, uh, we're going to have the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, and there's going to be a cool cap in the parade, which is also going to be really cool. Um, and I do think that this, can, this is going to bring in a new flow of, you know, NFT degens, or if they're not NFT degens, at least, uh, you know, digital collectible collectors, if that's what you want to call it in a proper way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I still have a very bullish feeling about the, the whole space and uh, what Oasis, but in general, all of our guests uh, are building. And if I have that feeling in the probably the bottom of the bear market, uh, I think it will be an amazing uh, in a couple of years when the bull returns. What, they will what, be rewarded what? as builders, but also the, the gamers, they will be rewarded with, with great games, hopefully.
5: Well, like you said, the bear market is the best time to build, right? I think you were saying that to Blackpool, so 100% agree on that.
1: Yeah, now we can focus on building and not on the price action. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in on our first base. Uh, Let's keep building and uh, let's get uh, let's stay in touch for the next month. If someone wants to,
2: great. Final thought. No, thank you, Michael, uh, for for organizing this and for asking all those uh, those cool questions. Uh, I didn't know you you had uh, so much talent to to host spaces. <laughs> it's, it's my first first one as a main
1: host, but I've done many. You're uh, raised. Many <laughs> You're raised. <Okay. laughs> all right. Let's talk about it
2: tomorrow. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, guys. Allez, have a nice evening.
5: See you. Thank, right, you, so thank, much. You, thank, thank you. you so okay. much.
1: Bye bye. Bye bye.
5: Ciao. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.